Hey, welcome to the Soulful Lounge podcast. I'm Tracy Manu. Together, we'll share conversations with remarkable people from all walks of life. Some have achieved exceptional things, some have triumphed in adversity, others are simply sharing their pearls of wisdom and experience. Their stories will touch you, and the actionable tools and strategies we share will support you to honour the call of your soul and create a life you truly, deeply love. Welcome to the Soulful Lounge podcast again. And today I have Lorella Doherty um, to speak with. And I'm really excited about speaking with this woman because she inspires me in so many ways. And I think that we resonate on many of the topics. Um, uh, and I'm looking forward to sharing those with you um, in this session. So welcome, Lorella. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I've been following you for a while on Instagram and watching the way you are such a guardian of our planet. Like it just inspires me. And when I go for walks, I think of you because I pick up those little bits of plastic and I get present with, you know, what's around me. And and you've really um, instigated that in me. Um, so tell me a little bit about your story and what got you so passionate about connecting to the planet and looking after it etc um i guess i grew up with um the earth being really important in my upbringing mm. um, we were brought up with like the american indians native americans being quite a substantial part of our upbringing we lived in a teepee and we lived off the land and with the land and you know a lot of the native american teachings were sort of the way that we lived in harmony with the earth um mm. so I guess what you know you're brought up with that sort of beginning um things really do stick with you so um yeah then I had children I've got three three tamariki and it was really important for me you know when you suddenly start to realize um how much you value and love the earth and the situation that we're in um and how we want this to be there for them and um you know their children and future future years mm. yeah so it's sort of I guess it's just that inbuilt sort of real passion for the earth um I love the ocean so much um and yeah just when you love something so much you want to protect it you know it's like this reverent um beautiful being that you um are part of you know I just I can feel that connection to nature and the earth and yeah just want to do everything I can to make sure um she lives on Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm already resonating so much. This conversation. <laughs> okay. So first of all, I want to backtrack and I want to, I want to ask you, what was it like growing up in a teepee with native Indians? What was that like? Um, it's, it's not as picturesque as it sounds. Okay. <laughs> and about how um, really cold it was and um, hard it was. Um, yeah, but it was growing up in the 80s in that way of life. It's not like we were in the bush away from everyone. We were like there in, um, you know, in towns and people wow. don't really accept um, back in the 80s people who are different as much unless you find a, you know, little niche community, which we usually didn't. Uh, so I think it was, you know, like looking from looking back now, you know, I can see those eyes that people used to have towards us and mm. um, 
yeah, it definitely has affected, you know, I've had to do a lot of work over, you know, those core beliefs of not really feeling accepted, um, which is, you know, fantastic stuff to, to work on in yourself. But um, yeah, in that way of that, of, you know, having that upbringing of being living in harmony with the earth um, is really beautiful, but it, there was also harder times with it as well. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. And, you know, being with, I mean, we are definitely going to be talking about the, the planet and connection and caring for it. I, I just want to know, living with Indigenous uh, Native Indians, what has that, because I can see that you um, are connected to Māori as well, like um, I can see you have that in you. So was that, did that come from living with other Indigenous people or how have you, has that linked you together, all that together? Yeah, I think it it has in the way of that, um, I feel so strongly that, you know, this way of healing the earth um, is it's so important that we look to Indigenous teachings um, because all Indigenous teachings hold the earth as number one. You know, um, we have to protect our earth mother um, first and foremost. Otherwise, you know, if we don't have a home. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so I think um, if that answers your question, I'm not sure, but it just feels, those teachings just feel no matter which um indigenous people you're around um it's so important um to be um looking towards indigenous um people and to be yeah listening to their teaching and um supporting them to be able to touch back into their indigenous wisdom as well because it's all you know it's all there um and how amazing that is when we can stop and listen to that and hold that space for them to find that again and to share it with the world oh I really went off topic there no I'm <laughs> loving it I, I love this <laughs> uh, yeah it's so true eh? there is so much wisdom in indigenous cultures and and their connection and I feel like that's really it's always been in me but over the last few years, it's really begun to um, resonate on a far deeper level. Um, so, yeah, I, I really understand what you're saying and, and love that you are aware of that. And that's one of the lessons you got from, you know, living with Native Indians. Wow. So, yes, it was hard. It sounds like there were hard bits, but there were definitely great lessons mm. as well. Yeah. Um, a little bit random, but, you know, that connection with the planet um tell me about that tell me how you what it means to you and how you do it mm. Mm. um I well mostly it's getting out in nature um mm. when we're disconnected to nature when we're not when you know when we're busy and we're living this life where we're you know, doing one thing to the next and we don't um, give ourselves that time to be immersed in nature. Um, it's hard to um, put um, the earth first and to value the earth in, in our actions. So I think making sure that we've got that time to connect with nature, um, to immerse ourselves, you know, with, with our senses, um, to be able to, you know, like taste nature and eat, you know, raw foods and source water and 
to be able to see nature, you know, like these sunrises and sunsets and moon gazing and stargazing and, um, you know, like your smell and how beautiful the earth, earth smells and how beautiful water and rivers smell in the ocean air and, um, you know, just all these amazing, um, you know, hearing how beautiful a waterfall feels. Um, I think the more we are out there, you know, barefoot on the earth and just really connecting into her, we realize that we are not separate from the earth as well, that we're part of the earth, you know, we're as much of a living being as she is and we're an extension of her. So I think the more we spend time immersed in nature, the more we remember that. It's just a remembering. Yeah. Um, we all know it. It's that innate wisdom we've all got. Um, we all have indigenous wisdom inside us because mm-hmm. we all come from indigenous um upbringings um roots you know right 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 back to the start of our roots so we all hold that in our core that Mm -hmm. um that we are part of part of her part of the earth so yeah connection to nature that's sort of um (laughs) the key point there I am I love that you gave those like practical ways of doing that like eating the raw food drinking the water like when I when you said connection the first thing I thought of was getting out in nature Mm. you know bare feet on the ground yeah absolutely but I love that you brought in those other ways of you know smelling it tasting Mm. it um that's fantastic and um what do you like what are the benefit what do you find the benefits are when you're more connected to the planet Mm. I think um one thing is that you are connected to your values more. And when you're living with your values, you know, you're feeling so much more fulfilled with life Mm. Um, because it's really, you know, all that other stuff, like when we get busy, for example, you know, when we get busy and we rely on convenience foods and packeted stuff, this is just one one example. Mm. Um, I know when that happens for me, I'm definitely slipping away from one of my core values, which is to, you know, honor the earth. And when I'm creating plastic um, that then, you know, goes back into the earth, then I know that I'm not um, not valuing the earth as much as I could be. Um, And so when I'm connected to nature, you know, I'm really I am connected to that value, that core value. And I think that. You know, like the vibration of the earth, how healing is that? It's incredible how good you feel like you cannot go out in nature and be immersed in nature and not walk away feeling somewhat healed or connected to ourselves or other people or the earth it's just such a frequency that is just so powerful um and it costs us nothing (laughs) to go out there and that's why I just think about giving how important it is to give back to the earth um in whichever ways that you can um because we have this incredible resource of healing and feeling amazing and connecting right at our fingertips that cost us absolutely nothing other than our time (laughs) yeah yeah so true um it's interesting because when you when you said that about, you know, you can't not feel better when you've been out there, mm. what I've noticed too is sometimes 
You feel better, but there's also a range of emotions. For example, and this might sound really random to some people, but as I drove home yesterday from Bang Out, and it was a day where I was really mindful and aware of what was going on around me, and it just felt amazing. And as I drove down the road, I saw the sky chopping like chainsaw, soaring this um, um, native tree, can't remember what it's called like taking off its limbs and I I felt like I actually said out loud oh no way (laughs) and then I did a little prayer for the tree like you know just and so connection is not always oh I feel so good in nature I find it's also you feel the pain of mama earth and um and so do you feel that and what do you do with those emotions like yeah how does that work for you yeah, yeah, I feel it massively. Mm. Um, <laughs> all yeah. the time. Um, and so important, um, such an important piece of the puzzle is to be able to sink into that feeling and that sadness. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, how Rethinking Plastic Revolution, that's sort of what my umbrella of um, organisation is. And um, how that started about seven years ago is I was down the beach with um, my children and we were um, doing a bit, well, I was doing a beach clean. They were running up and down, kind of screaming happily up and down the beach. And, you know, it was one of those like beautiful days where the sun's shining and twinkling and the birds. And and I was, I just picked up a bag full of plastic and um, and I just looked out at the kids and I was just struck with such heavy sadness. And I just knew that, you know, tomorrow when I came down, I would pick up another bag, you know, each tide that just be another load of plastic to pick up. And I was only scratching the surface of this tiny beach in front of me. And I just started bawling and crying my eyes out. And, um, and it was from you know, sitting, I went and sat down on the rocks and really felt into that sadness. And it was kind of at that point that I realized that I need to to do more than just picking up the plastic. And so I started sort of, you know, working on educating other people. Um, but it was so important to get to that point of like feeling that depth of that sadness and, you know, the questions coming up around would this beach be like this in you know 20 years to come or when they have their children and you know would the kaimoana be even possible for them to eat in that many years time will it be too polluted you know can they could they even swim in the ocean um would there be the sea creatures that you know I've experienced in my childhood and you know it was just so overwhelming and the possibilities being so real um Every time, you know, I go down the beach and I find heaps of plastic, it is just so terrifying, the situation we're in. Um, And it is overwhelming and it is so sad. Um, Mm. But without actually stopping and feeling into that, um, we're just going to have our heads in the sand. You know, it's so easy to disconnect ourselves from the problem. Um, And it can be really confronting to allow ourselves to feel that sadness like Mm. it's taken me so many years to be okay to feel okay to cry Um, (laughs) but how flipping good do you feel once you've had a big cry and it's Mm. when you have that cry is when the clarity comes like that's where that that for me that's where that change came that momentum that I had to Mm. do more and that's where it continuously comes that that fight to keep going comes for me is to stop and feel that sadness Mm. Um, yeah it's like my 
it's like my um my power source really uh, is to just allow that sadness to come and the you know sometimes it's anger sometimes it's frustration at people corporations or whatever's happening you know but um yeah just allowing those feelings to kind of surface and flow through and then yeah just allowing that clarity and those answers to come in and those actions of um yeah, not having your head in the sand and being disconnected to the issue. Mm. Gosh, I, I got this vision then of, um, you know, the way it rains on the earth and it clears it and then our mm. tears mm. come and it clears and then we can mm-hmm. see more clearly of what we yeah. have to do. And and I think that's that real connection between we are part of Mother Earth, eh? mm. you know. Yeah. And so, so I can hear in you that, um, you helping heal the planet or be a guardian for the planet and look after her. Um, does it, it sounds like that's really helping you to heal too. Yeah. Am I just assuming that or is that the case? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, the amount of stuff that comes up, um, yeah, through that um you know allowing those range of emotions to come up and you know that time in nature as well how it's like I'm walking meditation um and the things that that come up from being still and being quiet out of nature and um allowing your body to speak and um yeah that kind of connection between your body and the earth you know there's like a talk that goes on almost um so yeah absolutely healing going on all the time wow with this I just felt myself like take this big breath and (laughs) just sink in more to you know to her to the planet just even while you're speaking um it's just so beautiful to hear and that whole part of um, allowing our emotions to be felt um, I find that a lot with um, clients you know they've spent years of pushing down feelings that they don't want to feel and and myself included you know pushing stuff down we don't want to feel and it's bubbling up you know and we've got aches and pains and all, all sorts of stuff going on. And, and I think you're, you're reiterating again that it's just, it's so important that we let this stuff come up and we feel it um, so we can release it. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned plastic before and um, there was something you said, I oh, actually I saw it on your Instagram around um, compostable coffee cups um, <laughs> and how they have a plastic lining inside them. Mm. Yes. Can you say more about that? Because I think a lot of people don't realise that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got the paper or card lining and there's a layer inside that, which is actually the layer inside that your hot drink sits on. Um, that is pretty much just like a plastic bag. So when I find the coffee cups washed up on the beach, the ones that have been in the ocean um, or on the beach decomposing for a wee while, um, you'll either see it, the plastic starting to come off or the it'll be just the cup, just the plastic without the card, um, which is the part that stays because obviously that just breaks into smaller bits. It doesn't decompose. So, um, 
Yes. Um, so not only is it probably not, well, definitely not good for our um, bodies is to mm, be yeah. that has a plastic lining, mm. um, but it's also, you know, it's not going to decompose. So, so important to use a reusable cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so people are most likely thinking it's compostable. So I can chuck it in the rubbish because it'll break down at the dump, mm, but yeah. it's not breaking down. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, you've got all these varying degrees of home cost compostable and hot compostable. And um, the thing is, is generally things are going in landfill anyway, no matter if they're compostable or not. Anything that ends up in landfill is so compacted um, that there's no air at all going through that things don't break down um, in landfill. Um, like a methane is released, a gas but nothing actually breaks down. So when you put something in the bin, if it makes it to landfill, um, it is going to be in the same form, just a squash form. So there's no, no matter if you put an orange skin, it's still going to be, or, or organics, it's still just going to be in the same form as well. They don't break down either because there's no air to get through. Wow. Um, yeah. So wow. avoiding landfill as much as you can is always the best best way yeah and so to take that one step further so it creates this gas what does that gas do yeah it's um well that's all that contribution to global warming as well so um yeah that's another story altogether (laughs) (laughs) yes yes so no compostable cups not well trying to put as little as possible into the waste eh? yeah definitely yeah and I mean it doesn't you know you can use a mug from home you can use a jar with a rubber bands you know nothing has to cost you anything um as well it's just kind of just those new little practices and you know connecting into your values like I said and holding them and connecting to nature so that you are holding her in your heart while you're Mm -hmm. going about your day-to-day things and then she's sort of there in your ear or in your thoughts in your heart you know she's there while you're about to get a takeaway cup and you can kind of think oh actually I can sit in for this or you know yeah yeah (laughs) and um the plastic bottles hey there's so many plastic bottles out there and I saw something um I can't remember if it was the cup or the bottle but one was bought every minute Mm. um yeah was that the cup or the that's the bottle the bottle every minute one is being bought in New Zealand I don't know what the stats are for the bottle would be a lot more than that yeah um yeah worldwide it would definitely be a lot there is a good little YouTube clip to show you okay yeah I don't the, it right here right now it's okay, <laughs> it's okay. People it's like it. <laughs> yeah. if they need those statistics they can they can google that and find yeah. that out it's just crazy to think that that's there's that many and it is convenience eh? Mm. it's all about convenience yeah it is we're always going to go for the easier option um the cheaper option the easier option is so hard to take ourselves out to you know for things to be harder um but they're only hard until we it's not hard you know it's only hard until we it's part of our routine and part of our you know things that we do Mm. and it's easy so yeah it's just making the priority um yeah and I mean change is never going to happen until you 
want to change you know so that's where again that connection and value sort of come in because it really is um such a key part of it mm, absolutely okay gosh you've got me thinking so much about what am I using what can I stop <laughs> doing you know and it is a, like, like habits take time to form Mm. Um, but they do happen and so just really been conscious about the choices we're making when you talk about your values um, because I'm right into values too and I I wondered did you do an assessment to figure out your values or did you tune in what made you realize what your values are Mm. I think I've always well when I say always you know in the last probably 10 years since I've been really mindful um, I've always done a regular process, um, definitely at the start of the year, um, probably in the middle of the year um, or around my birthday or something. I, mm. I do like a little stock take of my values and, you know, those things that you want to be creating. So, um, and I just do a little check-in to make sure that, you know, what's changed and what I can add to the list. And it's so interesting reading back over the lists over the years and it's, you know, they evolve a little bit, but mm. you've always got those core values that always stay the same generally um but sometimes they just you know change and grow and you add on more beautiful things to the list yeah yeah (laughs) that you want to align your life with yeah totally yeah that's what it's definitely about and there's something so powerful and you know like creating that space to put it down on paper and then to you know to say it and to you know to birth it um definitely beautiful Where's your favourite um, part of New Zealand? Random question. <laughs> um, I think the Coromandel. Mm. I, uh, yeah, I absolutely love it there. We grew up in the Coromandel for a time. Ah. Um, so it just, there's something about it. There's something about the smell and the, the mm. fauna and um, the flora. And there's just something there that just like feels like home to me. Um, mm. Yeah, just that warmth and in the beach it's just yeah it's just a really feels like a really special place there for me yeah nice yeah nice. so um a little while ago you created a whale hey you created a whale out I of did. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about that like how many bottles was it or how much plastic was it yeah. hmm. okay so it was a Plastic Free July project 2019, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, the idea was to create this huge whale um, that was filled or covered in plastic bottles to raise awareness about plastic Mm -hmm. and and plastic bottles. Um, So it was about nine metres long, um, three metres high. It was absolutely huge. And there was about 3,000 used plastic bottles that was wrapped in. yeah and it stayed outside for the whole of plastic free july um (laughs) love it and yeah it was pretty pretty incredible yeah it was huge and again like that was while I was it took a long time to sort of get it to its point of building it um and lots of school children sort of helped out collecting and preparing it but over the 10-day build period um I ended up being able to have heaps of conversations with people because I was sort of out there all day and everybody wants to know yeah. why they're like wrapping plastic bottles around this big, huge thing. Yes. 
and yeah it was cool especially near the end when he was coming together um being able to have those conversations with people where I really got to witness that sort of sadness um in people and that that connection between the problem and maybe their part in it as well so that's I'd sort of see them they'd come over and they'd just have this huge like wow you know that's amazing and then they'd sort of like look further and they'd realize that it's plastic bottles and they'd sort of realize the message and you know you could feel that going from in here down into their hearts you could just see that process happen and that sort of little hint of sadness or guilt or you know like people would walk past with a plastic bottle and you could just see them looking uncomfortable and and see that yeah see that connection between their part and the problem and yeah it was quite a quite a interesting thing to witness in people that's for sure I bet and it does it does it takes awareness a eh? like you said earlier in the conversation you know when we when we realize what we're doing and we feel that stuff um we want to make a change um when Andy and I went and did that project Jonah um to help um you know rescue stranded whales and dolphins we um the first day of the course we turned up with compostable cups for our cuppers and we sat down in the group didn't think about it didn't even think about it and then halfway through the class they mentioned something about it they said we're not pointing fingers but just think about what's happening with that that cup it was like oh shit and just you know not even thinking just automatically going and getting that cup and I've um bought myself a cup, uh, keep cup that I just adore so that I you know it's a it's a treat it's a ritual when I'm using that cup um, and I want to use it so yeah that was a bit of an eye-opener but it's good to have those eye-openers because it makes you think about things differently yeah yeah and then um, on that note being kind of gentle on yourself as well because Mm -hmm. you know there's so many I've got so much I still need to um to work on as well and especially being a family of five and having three children that have their whole own ideas on things and I want to kind of honor their choices and things as well um and meet them where they're at as well with their choices um and yeah just being able to be like there isn't definitely is an urgency to it and there's a huge amount of accountability and we need to be doing more than what we are and all pulling our weight a little bit more but there's also you know just so important to not overwhelm our already overwhelmed nervous systems with pressure and shoulds um and expectations and guilt and things like that so Mm -hmm. it's sort of that balance between um you know pushing ourselves and holding ourselves accountable but Mm -hmm. allowing you know that gentleness of making mistakes is really important as well it's part of life and and not being too serious about it all as well <laughs> yes true and mm. I suppose again it's that whole thing of we are part of mother earth mm. and um and our gentleness you know when we have gentleness in one area we can have gentleness in other areas and mm. think more yeah. compassionately about her and yeah look yeah. after her and treat ourselves the same have compassion if we're hard on ourselves we're probably hard on her in some shape or form so yeah it is a real reflection isn't it of how we treat ourselves is how we're treating her yeah, yeah. and she is like the ultimate mother of compassion you know so we can you know channel that um into ourselves and then back into her you know that's just a beautiful cycle <laughs> mm, yum <laughs> that's delicious <laughs> Yeah, giving and receiving that compassion. Love it, love it. 
And I notice you do some talks. You talk and educate people around plastic and the planet and all that, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, especially love to go to school, schools and do talks. Um, well, I just love doing talks for anyone. <laughs> I'm really a nervous talker, though, <laughs> so uh-huh. I find it's not really my strong point I love writing um but as soon as I start talking I just get carried away and start talking about (laughs) whatever comes to mind but yeah I do it's it's really powerful I've noticed with the talking and especially like I take along all my plastics and I take along um artworks and things like that and it's just a can be a really nice message for people to hear I think in a different way you know in a way that's um kind of hopefully more inspiring and connecting and uplifting than something that's you know drier (laughs) love it absolutely and so are you doing that in your area or would you travel to do that or what's your Um, at the moment I just sort of do it in my area I just Mm -hmm. I mean I don't push anything I just wait till I'm asked and yeah I just find that quite often people here and then they ask me to do a talk so yeah they just come and come and in the right timing (laughs) yeah um gosh it'd be interesting to be doing talks in um like hotels and Mm. and that sort of stuff eh? because I'm you know I've started thinking about where we stay when we go somewhere whether it's in a you know in a hotel that just has bulk of everything you know Mm -hmm. and aren't really thinking about what they're doing or a little airbnb that's eco-friendly and you know it's even those sorts of choices eh? and gosh it would be amazing um, for you or you know for them to become more educated around those sorts of things some some places some are already yeah but there's definitely a lot um, yeah 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 a lot lot of room room Mm. in those areas for sure Mm. okay um a question I want to ask, I remember reading something on your Instagram about you connecting into plastic. Hmm. <laughs> I'd love to hear a bit about that. <laughs> I know, that one's an odd one. It's so <laughs> um, because I, I mean, I essentially I'm working with plastic. I'm touching mm. plastic every day. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's something that's a new thing for me is that I've started, I don't know if I'll, it's just a, a new thing that's come to me, but I've started really connecting into the plastic and connecting into especially, I think, the beauty of the plastic, which sounds really bizarre, um, but beauty, that's a value of mine as well. I just love beautiful things and I love to create beautiful surroundings and create be- beauty around me and in my life. And so plastic's the same, you know, I'm touching this, kind of disgusting thing um especially when it's you know cigarette butts and Mm. all the smelly yucky bits but lots of it's just so beautiful colors and textures and um you know it was created with the idea of you know being put to use you know plastic was never actually designed to be used and thrown away um it was designed right back a long time ago um I can't remember when the 50s or 40s when it was first designed was to actually um kind of stopped so much natural resources being used like piano keys and billard um, balls which were used from ivory you know so they wanted to create something that was not going to be hurting um animals um wow gosh right back is actually a beautiful intention Mm. it's just that it's been you know the way it's used now and created has just been you know um taken advantage of or you know just the wrong 
value mm. has been put on it. So anyway, back to that connecting with um, with the plastic. Yeah, like I make artwork out of the plastic that I find um, and I, you know, I try and create something beautiful with what has been discarded or what is seen as um, something that is, you know, sad and um, terrifying and a problem. <laughs> um, and yeah, so there's something in that in that um, connecting into that plastic and and changing my view of it so that I'm not seeing it as something I have to get rid of, but it's something that I'm trying to transform into something that's beautiful. Mm. Uh, and so when I pick it up, I've always felt this way though. But when I pick up the plastic, you know, I feel actually feel like hugely grateful, you know, because I'm always out in nature when I'm picking up plastic. So. Um, you know there's like this real heart thing going on for me so for me like when I then go back and I create some art with the plastic like I've kind of filled with love because I'm like feeling grateful for you know what brought it there in the first place that it's it's got like good feelings attached to it yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh you know what like <laughs> I've got these light bulbs going off at the moment over my head of just how that could be a philosophy for life you know, like things can be really negative and be um, destructive or whatever, but there mm. is beauty in that as well. And that's not always easy to see, but when we can mm. see it, when we can get to that point where we can see that there is beauty in it, whether it's, I don't know, I'm thinking of an abusive relationship, for instance, you know, it can be really, really destructive, but there is some beauty in there. And maybe it's just that you realize that's not what I want, but man, I grew through that experience or, you know, and it's kind of like, I see it as like connecting to the plastic. It's seeing the beauty in life, even in those hard times. I just so I love that. I really love that philosophy and how you are connecting into the, to the beauty of it. And not just, and you're not picking up the plastic angry every day that there's all this plastic on Mama Earth. Um, you're actually you're transforming that energy into something that is what what's needed more. Um, so I, gosh, I want to acknowledge you for that. I just think it's so beautiful. Yeah, I'm so inspired by this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I really am. If there was um, something that you would love to say to, to everyone listening, what's yeah. your message that you would love to share? Um, Put you on the spot. I think probably it would be that touching back into, um, actually, I think what it would be is to, about hope, um, about not, not losing hope. Um, yeah, just the importance of, um, like, Jane Goodall really talks about this massively, who's, you know, just such an inspiration to me. Um, you know, she really, really talks about knowing that we're not alone in this and we're one big um, Earth family, you know, and um, that is what gives us hope is knowing that we are not doom and, doom and gloom. Um, you know, it's not... We, there is so many incredibly inspiring people out there and it is just so connecting um, 
to even think about all these amazing people doing their thing, um, not at all just in the plastics um, field and environmental field, but, you know, all the amazing people doing things for animal rights and, um, you know, for humanity and for all the amazing causes and just within their families and workplaces and just all the beautiful people doing their thing. Um, and that really does give you that hope that we're not um, destined to um you know fail in all of this you know there really is hope and I just know that we're gonna get this we're gonna you know it might not be straight away and there's gonna be a lot of um failing before we get there but um yeah if we just look to the people and look to all the amazing people and be inspired by that and all around you you know in your community you don't even have to look far you can you know it's within your neighborhood within your your people yeah. um and be inspired by that and that really does give you hope I think so yeah that would probably be my message <laughs> I, love that. I love that and I'm definitely feeling more hope from connecting with you and listening to your wisdom and I really want to thank you for being one of the guardians for our planet for our ocean for yeah and educating and making a difference because it definitely has a ripple effect um you know what even what you're what you say and I listen to that and then I you know I talk to my husband about it or the grandkids or you know it's it's there's a ripple happening so thank you so much for what you're doing um and thank you for taking the time to connect with me I really appreciate this conversation and um yeah I look forward to chatting with you more and learning more from you yeah me too yeah. thank you it yeah. was fun yeah <laughs> it's such a pleasure okay thanks so much